0: You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose, on purpose. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Lightwalkers Path podcast. I'm your host, Serena Myers, and this week we are going to be talking about angel prayers, prayer in general, angels in general, angels and prayers. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a recovering Catholic, so the idea of having a conversation about angels or about prayers uh, would probably get my hackles up a little bit. So if that's you, my request is this. Just try to ride this out with me just a little wee bit and you might find something actually quite juicy that resonates for you that maybe wouldn't have otherwise if you'd kind of answered the call to cut and run. So if your experience of angels is the book of Revelations, so the massive battle of good versus evil, or if it's from all the classical paintings where they've got harps and they're on clouds and they've got long flowy Fabio hair and they look like they you know, are a little bit blonde, a little bit blue-eyed, maybe came from California. I don't really know. But if that is your only experience of the angels, they probably feel a bit unrelatable and a bit out there. And if your only experience of prayer is this really formal, really reverent, really on your knees, probably either asking for help or for forgiveness, because Lord knows I have done enough prayers for penance, then the idea of having it be a really beautiful dialogue between you and the divine is probably not something you've really considered. And allow me to say, I get it. I get it. But I've also experienced all of this in a very different way. And I'm really hoping to be able to have the opportunity to gift that to you as well. So for me, um, when I have this kind of disconnect, as I was raised to believe, where uh, anything divine, so whether it's God or Mother Mary or the Holy Spirit or Jesus, if all of that is this thing that is really separate, that is above me, so not just separate outside of me, but also like if there's some kind of hierarchy, I'm way down below and they're way up above, then yeah, I have massive resistance. My inner rebel comes up middle fingers up and i'm just really not digging it and i think one of the reasons why i have really shifted into working with the angels as opposed to working with goddesses like i had in the past or even you know the holy trinity like i did as a kid in catholic school is because i find them actually to be on the same level as us so at our core we're exactly the same and They are these really beautiful ways of being able to interact with the divine but without it having to be something you have to go to a church to be able to experience. I experience my angels everywhere from, you know, looking for a parking spot to, you know, in the shower asking for advice or divine downloads. And so I've really found that because they're relatable, it means I don't also have to be reverent about it. We can have a conversation of peers. It doesn't have to be this thing where, you know, I'm down on my knees with my hands in prayer pose to be able to have this dialogue. You know, I'm able to have it, you know, right now, right here sitting at my desk. It doesn't have to be this really formal or awkward thing. In fact, it's a conversation of equals. So even though there is a separation, Where I don't consider myself to be angelic. I know that angels are separate from me. There isn't a hierarchy. We're on the same plane, and they just have the ability to experience time a little bit differently than I do, where they're able to be everywhere at once. But they're walking alongside me and they're ready to help. I just have to ask and be willing to receive. And that help concept is really actually different because a lot of people, again, think of it only in times of crisis. But sometimes for me, it's Just being able to see something from a different perspective. And actually, more often than not, it's how I can see myself with different perspective. Because when I'm in a hard place and I'm looking at myself, I'm seeing all my flaws. I see every mistake I ever made. uh, I see all the ways I could have done things better. And I have a lot of projection and a lot of judgment. But when I can call upon the angels to allow me to see myself through their eyes, I see past all of that bullshit, all of that, you know, those illusions that I create that make me feel less than and certainly anything other than a beautiful divine child, I'm able to see my heart, my intention. My purpose, I see myself with so much compassion because all of that other noise that my head has created and certainly that my shadow self has told me is true and relevant, I'm able to see past all of that because they do. So they become these really wonderful advisors. And certainly it's not just about seeing myself. Sometimes I need to see a situation with a bit of different perspective. But you know what? Sometimes I also just need some comfort and some good old-fashioned prayer. This is the part where I feel mm, almost a bit sad for people who don't believe in a higher power. It doesn't really matter what higher power for me, but by having faith in something when there is a time of crisis, I find it really comforting to be able to turn to the angels and ask for help. And it doesn't have to be crisis. But I do know that when the shit hits the fan, you know, I've got my peeps on speed dial more or less rather than feeling like I just need to ride this out for myself. And that's just for me. That's just my perspective of things. And so when we talk about how to pray, again, it doesn't have to be a a reverent thing. It doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to take place in any particular way or any particular pose. What it does need to have, in my opinion, and you can do what works for you, but what it does need to have is a root in gratitude. So whenever I am calling on the angels for help, it always starts with thank you angels for helping me with x. It always starts with thank you for two reasons. One is to remind me to be thankful and humble and you know that I am grateful for whatever support they give because I know whether it turns out the way I intend it to or not, it's aligning for my higher purpose. And two, when we are in a state of gratitude. So it's not just thinking thank you, it's feeling and being thank you. So being operating from that place of gratitude, then we get to be in a higher vibration, which makes it a whole lot easier to be able to connect with our angels in the first place. So it always starts with thank you. That's that's really the only recipe I can give you. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't even have to be out loud. You can be thinking these things to yourself, which is especially helpful depending on who's around you at any given time. But that's all it has to be. Thank you, angels for X. That's as formal as it gets. You can make it as flowery, as long, as short, as sweet as you want. But I know there are some of you who are listening to this and they're thinking, I need a little more structure. I need a little more tangibility. So we are going to go a little bit into this a tiny bit deeper because particularly if you're at the start of your path or you're at the start of working with angels, It feels better to have a bit more foundation to it. So I do want to talk about five different angels, uh, archangels specifically, that um, cover different aspects that people might pray about so that we can give you a little something to be able to grab onto as you're starting to build this relationship. Once you're doing this on an everyday basis, the need to have it right, the need for it to be like, to a specific being a lot of that is going to just fall away because that trust is going to be there and that faith that the message is going to get through even if you haven't like written the postcode on the letter that's that's going to come with time and with practice but assuming that you're not there right now I do want to share about these uh five angels five archangels that Um, are really wonderful for different areas that we might need support on that we might actually pray to, particularly for those of you who are like me, who are, you know, lapsed Catholics who want to pray to a higher being. But the G word is maybe a little bit uncomfortable, like maybe that relationship hasn't been repaired yet. And so there is still a need to connect with something, you know, higher than yourself, greater than yourself. But maybe going directly to God feels a bit like a bit much right now, uh, particularly if you have, you know, a broken relationship with your faith or with the church. So the angels are a really wonderful bridge that kind of works in between in that space. So if you are struggling with health or whether you are praying for somebody else's health, the archangel that you want to call upon is Archangel Raphael. So he is the divine physician. Um, He is the one that will show up and hold space. And what's really interesting is that people often think about it as when you're in the moment, like, oh, I'm really sick. Thank you, Raphael, for helping me feel better. But you can actually also do it kind of preemptively. So if you've been working on your health, if you've been working on like eating better and exercising and you're wanting some support and being able to strengthen your physical body, that's still part of the same game. And you can call on Raphael for that. I actually had a consult with a surgeon that before I saw her, I said, you know, thank you, Raphael, for um, helping her to see the information that is going to give me the best possible care. And she flipped in my chart and she flipped past a page. Then she came back to that page because I think he gave her a nudge. And she saw this one page and said, wow, this changes everything. And the entire course of my treatment changed because she was given this nudge. And I really do believe that that came from my prayer to Raphael to act as sort of like a consultant at the time. So it's not just about him getting in and actually doing the healing work himself. He can also work with our doctors or our health practitioners to be able to help us have the best supportive care. Now, if you are in a situation that needs a little courage, you need to make a really big change, Um, you want to go for a promotion, you have just this bigness, you have this message that wants to get out in the world, but you are feeling a bit like about it. The archangel you want to call upon is Ariel. Ariel has this beautiful, fiery, courageous energy. I think she's probably a Leo because there's so much about her that has that kind of spark when I experience her. She's very Leonin and very, oh, powerful. I feel her right in my solar plexus chakra. She just gives me a good kick in the ass. So Ariel is the one that I call upon whenever I need a little bit of courage. And specifically, I ask her to help me to embody her energy within me. So it's not just her pumping me up, but it's me experiencing life as though I were her. It's these little ways of being able to show up in a bit bigger, a bit brighter ways that I might not have been able to tap into otherwise. And it gives me support to be able to get over the hump to do things that are a little bit scary at the time. Now, if you are working through death, and death doesn't necessarily mean your own life, it could be somebody close to you, of course, but it could also be. a death of a way of being a big transition that you're making and you're having some resistance about letting go the archangel that you want to work with is Azrael. now being the angel of death so to speak can make him feel a little bit intimidating for some people my experience of Azrael is this very strong powerful presence it's not overwhelming it's not burn it to the ground but it is a call to rise. It is a call to change and a call to let go. And when I say let go, that means it's also an invitation for you to surrender into that. Because so often when we're in this place of resistance, particularly when the tides are turning, we are holding on for dear might. We are not ready. But that lack of readiness is really in our head. It's not in our hearts. And Azriel is the one who's there, arms open, wings open to be able to hold us and support us as we surrender into big transitions and changes. Now, last month, I did an entire episode dedicated to forgiveness. That is my least favorite F word. (laughs) And I have plenty of favorite F words. But forgiveness is a really uh, powerful work. It's a powerful gift for ourselves that we do. Um, And if you want to get more into my thoughts on forgiveness, definitely check out that episode. However, um, if you are working through forgiveness, whether it's of yourself or of another, the archangel that you want to call upon is Jeremiah. Jeremiah has this, oh, this sweet, almost like honey feeling. Everything about him makes the process really gentle. There isn't anything forced and it's not like it has to be a band-aid that gets ripped off all at once jeremiah does this gentle shedding so that as you're ready layer by a layer things can come off so that you can feel lighter at the end of the day and he holds the beautiful space for you to be able to do that and if you are doing forgiveness work that involves another person then you can actually do meditations where you go into a higher state of consciousness You invite the individual who you are working on forgiving. You can invite Jeremiah to come in and to hold that space for you. And you're able to speak to their higher self in a way that just isn't as triggering as it would be if you were talking to them in person. And a lot of healing can take place in that space. And then lastly, this is probably the most famous of all the archangels. I literally went to his elementary school And that's Archangel Michael. And he is the protector. If you are ever feeling unsafe, if you are ever feeling unsafe and you want to do big things, but there's a little part of the you that's holding back. um, If you're doing also inner child work, Archangel Michael is the wonderful support that you can call in so that you can feel really held. So it's not so much about guiding you or shining the light of where to go. It's making sure that you and your vessel are good, are solid, are taken care of as you go off and do these different things. And you can tag team. You can see how like Michael and Ariel would work really well together. Michael and Raphael, like any of these can really be mixed and matched together. But Michael is kind of like he's a really good right hand man to have to be able to call on to do all these different things and to support all this other work and all these other ways that you want to show up in the world and all the ways you want to connect with other people. But you need to be able to feel safe to be able to do all of that. And Michael is the guy that's going to help you have that security. I actually, when I meditate with Michael, I often imagine him standing behind me, wings up and wrapped around me almost like a shield so that I can feel really held And when I know that I'm in a place of needing to feel really supported, that's often my little self that's right at the surface. So I'm already feeling scared and vulnerable and little and insecure. And when Michael holds me, I know, nah, I got this. Everything is going to be okay. And if ever you're doing this prayer work and you are worried about consent, this was a really big one for me because. When I left the church, I dabbled in paganism and I had met some witches who really believed that they knew what was in someone's highest good and they took it upon themselves to work some mojo without consent and that was something that always uh, made me feel a little bit icky. I really do feel like we need to be change agents of our own change and so when we are doing work on someone else's behalf, we need to have their permission because if our work is going to have any kind of ripple effect, they need to know it's coming. It's kind of unfair to Shanghai them otherwise. And we do this one of two ways. We set the intention, first of all, that only the highest good is going to come forward out of our prayers. And the second is that we do everything through the laws of grace. The laws of grace is what's going to allow the stuff that is meant to happen to happen, the stuff that is in support of the highest good will unfold as such, and everything else, no matter what your intentions were, will get put to the wayside. Everyone has their own journey. They have their own lessons that they're here to learn and and grow with. And so we can intend and hope for good things for these people. But if hardship is how they're going to integrate the lesson, then that's the way they're going to receive it, unfortunately. And so using prayer alongside the laws of grace allows the right stuff to get through that will actually support the person we're praying for. Again, it's not up to us to decide what is in their highest good. That's really up to them and their angels and guides, and we can just hope for the best outcome. Now, this is kind of just a basic understanding of how to pray to angels and who you might want to pray to. But I actually go into this with a little bit more depth in my online course, Working with the Angels 101. And it's just a basic foundational course, quick and easy to do so that you can understand who the angels are, how to communicate with them, and how to understand what the signs are and interpret them as such. And then the best part is there's a meditation for you to actually experience your angels. So as I mentioned at the start, being able to see yourself and experience yourself through their eyes Is a beautiful healing thing. And that is happening um, on demand. So whenever you like, you can head to my website, serena.ca. In the courses section, you will find Working with the Angels 101. It's a quick and easy course that you can do that'll give you the foundation to take everything that we've talked about today and go deeper. That is it for this week's episode, my loves. I hope you'll join me in the Lightwalkers Path Facebook community where we are having these conversations and so many others about what it really means to live a spiritual life. We'll see you next week.